Thanks, podcast. Everyone keep trying to... You've got to listen to... Po- I, I like the podcast. I like a bit of music. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. This is episode 227, and as always, thank you for tuning in. You're absolutely more than welcome if you're new. Hello. My guest on the show today is back by popular demand. It is Toronto's favourite son, my brother James. Impossible to write a synopsis for this podcast or a subject or a topic because we hit so many topics. It's a bit of fun. I did say on the thumbnail, prepare to be educated. I suppose just a little disclaimer. You will not be educated by this podcast. It's sarcasm and fun and acting the prick. And it's fantastic to do that sometimes. Uh, Thank you to James for coming on the podcast. Much appreciated. My last four podcasts I put up on YouTube, uh, three of them were full podcasts and the other one was two clips. It's something here and there I will do going forward, but my concentration and focus is absolutely on the audio side of it, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Um, every podcast will go up there. If I do put one on YouTube, incidentally, I will let you know at the start. Some people prefer YouTube, some people prefer audio when you're pottering around at work or the earbuds in in the house or going for a walk or commuting or whatever the situation is the next couple of podcasts i can let you know will be me solo it's not that i don't have guests or can't get guests is that i want to do a few solo podcasts i know from messages that you've sent me whether it be a message or an email and by the way thank you for those um, i read every single one of them but i know you enjoy me touching base and maybe just having a conversation so i'm going to do that for the next couple of podcasts as always my links are in the description my link tree is there i have uh you can follow me on instagram facebook linkedin if you don't do already and um, there's a couple of articles and bits and bobs there's also a new tip jar that i set up and um, some people don't have paypal but wanted to donate to the podcast so that tip jar is there as we speak also the link for the paypal if you want to make a one-time donation it's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie that's in the description as well that's a one-time donation thank you to anyone by the way who's trying to support the podcast with a small donation um it's fantastic it's absolutely needed and i really really appreciate it for anyone who's going to do it today absolute legends my name is mark mccormick welcome to the clockwork junkie podcast I'd never go on a stag if I think it's going like, or we're leaving at loan at half past 10 and we're getting there at 12 and we're getting into the thing and then we'll start drinking. And then we have paintball and then we have dinner at seven o'clock and then we're going drinking and going to the nightclub. I'm not going. Mm. If someone says, there's four of us going to Galway, five of us, but now a few drinks, there's now a few football games on this, that and the other and yeah, maybe like, but not a big like, not not um, one of these mad ones where everyone's falling around and I just I can't I can't like I I didn't even uh, like them when I did them. Even if it was if it was a good, like a good friend of yours, if they were getting married and said I'm having a stag and there's twenty of us going, like we're heading down to Tralee for the night and we're doing. If all you that said thing, to me that, I'd say no. I I want to invite you, mad. Yeah, so I can you're my brother. I'd say no. We want to have a good night. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you could say like um or like uh everyone that we know is going brothers and laws or fathers going everything i'm saying i wouldn't i just mm. because i'm the same for me what that would mean is that um like i i go with you all day having pints well no. and maybe one other fella or two other fellas depending on who you are but i wouldn't go with 16 other fellas mm. 
Yeah, and even the, even the one or two other people, like for me, they have to be very have to meet certain criteria. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I'd I'd be two <laughs> weeks um, interviewing you about what they're like and what the personality was uh, like, know, and give yeah, me an I example know, of what happened in the autumn of '09. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, oh, give me one yeah. second. I'm just going to change some setting here now. One moment. But uh, well, that's the story. There, uh, did you see the? The, what do you call it? I doubt you watched it. It was on too late for you last night. But the Grammys, you hardly watched the Grammys, did you? No. No, no interest? None whatsoever. I don't particularly have interest, but the missus has lots of interest. And she was watching the... It was so funny, like, they started at 8 o'clock last night, right? And before it started at 6 o'clock, there was a countdown show on for two hours. And before that started, at 4 o'clock, there was a, a, a countdown to the pre-show. So I was saying, Nicholas, so you're looking at a countdown to the countdown, to the show. And she was like, no. I was like, yes. I haven't and, seen uh, it. And I actually didn't know it was on, to be honest, but I do know what you're talking about. I see them like, um, oh, here we have um, Adele and who you're wearing. Oh, I, I'm wearing such and so from this street and I'm wearing this and I'm wearing that. And Yeah, it was, it was on the red carpet. I swear to God, Mark, some of them, like I know it's a, it's all an event, like and a lot of them are playing characters and a lot of them have like personas they have to keep, you know, they have to keep going. But some of the stuff that they were wearing, like was just beyond comprehension, like beyond comprehension, you know. It's so false, it turns my stomach. And if mm-hmm. I was given a role and I was going for an Oscar, let's just say, would I be all into it then, you know? No, I wouldn't be, you know. I seen Keanu Reeves once. Someone asked him. It wasn't the Grammys. It was, it was some show, and someone said, uh, "Who who are, are you wearing?" He said, "What do you mean?" And they said, "Oh, that blazer's fantastic. Who gave you that?" And he said that um, his friend's father gave him as a hand me down five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but he Did thinks see, it fits uh, well. The what do you call it? The uh, Sean Penn over in Ukraine giving his Oscar to the fucking. Zelensky, did you see that? President Zelensky in, in Ukraine met Sean Penn and he he, he awarded him his Oscar. I, I, I looked at the clip, it's three or four minutes long. It's so awkward. It's so strange the way he hands it to him and the way he doesn't know whether to take it. Like, And then the way Sean Penn is talking, the way he's describing, no, like I want you to have this. And it's just really, really uncomfortable, you know? It's just such a strange thing. And I saw like as well with Zelensky, his... Uh, uh, him and his wife, like, they done a, a Vogue magazine, uh, the cover shoot there a few months ago. They were on the front cover, like, and they were doing all these all these black and white photos of all, like, wind blowing and all the veil and all that. And even his wife was standing beside a fucking, an airplane that had been destroyed in the war, like, and there, there was a big pile of rubble beside her airplane. She was standing there with the veil and the wind blowing and, and, and her hair, like, and I was saying, Jesus Christ, your country's in, at war. What are you doing? It's the Hollywood of it all, isn't it? You know, like, let's get them doing this. And Sean Penn probably thought he was doing well, going over, I'm going to give him my Oscar that I worked so hard for, and this is how much it means to me to give him this Oscar. But as you know, said, like, know, a man's in a war-torn country when he's not flying around the world taking photo shoots, you know? I know. I saw every all, all I saw Ben Stiller. I saw fucking, like, there's seven or eight different celebrities that went to Kiev, like, and went into here and met him, like, and it's all on camera. They're all shaking hands, and he's all hugging them all, like, and it's all a big, a big get together, like, and all that. Like, it just seems all a bit, a bit over the top for me. I remember reading, like, obviously he was a celebrity before he got into power, you know. Oh, Zelensky, he was a comedian or in plays or something, wasn't he? Something like that. He was like maybe an actor or something. He was a celebrity, anyways. But I remember reading 
long before this conflict ever started, long, long before, and I heard people talking about it on different things, that Ukraine was one of the most corrupt countries on planet Earth. Mm. I don't know enough about it. All I know is what I can read, and I just don't believe what I can read, you know? That's, um, I know. I believe the stuff is happening, like, and I believe there's troubles going on, and I believe, you know, why would they try to deflect any information? And if you see a building that's blown up, well, I believe it was blown up, but I just... Yeah, yeah. It, no, no, you're right. There's so very much selective more. in stuff that yeah, they're showing there has, us. There has to be so much more going on behind the scenes that we we don't know about, you know. And uh, you saw that recently as well. The the, the remember I sent it to this, the spy balloon, the Chinese spy balloon. That that was interesting. You know, I was yeah. wondering how the how they even knew it was from China in the first place. Like it's just a balloon up in the sky. Like how were they able to tell it's Chinese? From uh, I I was clicking on YouTube and I seen. Chinese balloon over American airspace from Sky News and it was 20 minutes oh, no. long and I said oh, no, that can't Martin. be that's a fake thumbnail you know yeah and I didn't I checked it and I said what the fuck and then I looked up online and I couldn't believe it but then um, we were talking about it then and then oh, did you see the footage of them shooting it down oh yeah with a fucking missile yeah People watching it on the ground. Oh, here we go. Here we go yeah we got it let's go Amer- let's go America America America. Yeah. Idiots. But apparently it was over your place, Canada, for a while. Yeah, it flew down. Uh, there's another one now as well. Another one has been spotted like yesterday or today. It's in South America. It's over Brazil or Ecuador or something. I, I don't know. Like, And it's a Chinese balloon as well. And the Chinese military are saying that, like, uh, yeah, the one that came to America started off. It came over Manitoba, Saskatchewan came down, went south into America, and then it was over Manitoba, like, when they spotted it. Eventually, they shot it down off the coast of uh, North Carolina when it went over the Atlantic Ocean, like, they shot it off down there. But I don't know. It's just that, like, uh, they said it was surveillance, and the Chinese military said it's nothing got to do with the government at all. It's just some some civil civilian, like, air, air, uh, airship that just went off track. But there's two of them after popping up in other places as well. So it's, it's interesting, you know? Well, like, the... For the last, for as long, since before I was born, China have been doing intelligence and uh, reconnaissance and surveillance of America and other places. And America have been doing it of China. Of course, of course. But if if I know to make it more secretive, surely they, like it was spotted by a commercial, by passengers on a commercial airline. Yeah, yeah. You know? of, cor- of course, like if China wanted to do it, on the QT or wanted to get something on the QT, they wouldn't have done it like that because obviously all you have to do is look up and see. I don't know was it visible to the naked eye though when it was first up. I think you had to have like binoculars. It was up so high, you know? Yeah. But still, yeah. it's interesting. Like, it's interesting. Whatever's going on, it's just like, it's just a bit eerie when you look at like, you know, people are spotting this thing and then it's from China like and it's a big balloon like floating. Apparently, it was fucking massive as well. The balloon was humongous. Yeah. But you know, like, um... with, a, with a missile. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, there's probably 42 of them over America from China, but that just one just probably was a malfunction, you know, and mm-hmm. it went a bit lower than it should have, perhaps something like that. And it was like um, the old Ariel from the 80s was hanging out of sight. <laughs> Did you see that? It's dead. Yeah, name. yeah. Like, it was like old, old, C- old uh, processing units or CPUs from computers or something. It looked like six of those hanging out of the bottom of it. But, the old, uh, I think uh, it's Nintendo cool, like... 64 or Atari. Oh yeah, yeah. Sega Mega Drive. I I think it's cool though. Um, just to, like because it's it's under nobody knows about it. Like you know, it's really unknown. Like it's just a balloon, it's just airily floating, and like no one's really able to explain it. And the Chinese government are saying it wasn't us. But it's that it's 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 interesting. 
Maybe it was a UFO. Bum, bum, bum. Don't, don't, don't get started on those boys. Yeah. We'll Did be here um, Man City. Did I hear about Man City? I did hear loads of things about them. Oh, you didn't hear this then, because you know what I was talking about straight away. What is it then? So they're being sanctioned for 101 misdemeanors with transfers, um, hiding transfers, not doing the books properly. Now, obviously, a couple of years ago, UEFA done this. This only came out today. Um, UEFA done the same thing on City, and City were found out to be innocent at the end of it all. But UEFA could only go back a certain amount of time because there's a banning or a bar on how many years you can go back. Whereas mm-hmm. the Premier League is doing an investigation now. And that investigation, there is no ban on it. So it's going back to 2008, 2009. One of the things that they found was um, they were paying Roberto Mancini X amount of money. But he was on twice that money. But they needed some of the money that he would have been on to pay one of the players they were bringing in over a period of time. So they gave Mancini half the money and then a company in Abu Dhabi where they are or Qatar, wherever they are, the Middle East, um, they paid the other half of Mancini's wages. So it was kind of massaging or manipulating or doctoring the books. And apparently the wages that players were on, they weren't on the right wages. And what's the big deal about this? The big deal is that if they wanted to buy me and you and they were giving you a hundred thousand a year and me a hundred thousand a year. And they had two hundred thousand a year or a week, sorry, they had two hundred thousand a week to pay both of us. But you weren't coming unless you got two hundred thousand yourself. But they would say they only paid you a hundred thousand, give you the mm. other hundred thousand of a company to have offshore and do the same with me. So in financial fair play they look okay. What happened was there was some guy who broke into loads of different football clubs and football organizations and he hacked them and he seen all emails and everything and then he put them out there and City was one of them and uh, they were talking about it um, on Sky some of the repercussions could be that they could be relegated from the Premier League and they could get a financial hit which I think might suit them better than anyone because they have loads of money another one is there could be dock points within a season and it would be they'd have to look at what season to do it. So, for example, if they were in fifth place and the Dockton points, would that make any difference? If they Dockton 15 points now, they'd still probably get into the Champions League. So maybe they'll do it at the start of next season. They could be mm-hmm. relegated or they could be found out. They're only allegations at the moment, you know, but they're apparently they're extremely serious. And I remember when the UEFA was after them, Pep said, in an interview on Sky, that if it was found out that the books were doctored, I'm gone the next day. Mm. I spoke to the director of football about that, and he assured me that everything was fine. And then it obviously was fine. They got away with it. Now, people are, City fans are saying that maybe it's not right, but they think that they might get the best lawyers that money can buy, sports lawyers in particular, that know about all of this, um, and bring them in and get away with it. But I think what they're saying is that Essentially, they've cheated 101 times. It has happened before with Juventus. A few other teams have been docked points. It's happened in the championship was a QPR. Had to, um, I believe it was QPR, had to pay 50 million. But this is the most that has ever come 
well, off yeah, on no, one ha- team ever. To, like, it happened to Rangers. They, ha- they, they were able to liquidation, but it happened to uh, Juventus. They were put down into the, I think, the, like the, the Division 3 of Italian League or something like that. And then they came back up within a few years, you know. Massive club, but uh, I, did, I think their one was might have been match-fixing, was it? Juventus is something one. Something like that. Who, who was the striker that was up front for Juventus in them days? Del Piero. Sir Alex Ferguson rang Del Piero's agent and said, could I talk to him? And he said, you could. And I had a phone call. And he said, I want you to come to Old Trafford when Juventus got relegated. And he said, I can't. Juventus are my club, they're my family. I have to stay here and bring them up. It reminded me of when Inter Milan went to buy Paul Scholes. And Scholes said, no, it's the president of Inter Milan. I think it's the president to have there. And he says, is there any way in the world that you could play for me? And Scholes, he mm. says, yeah, if you buy Manchester United. <laughs> go on, go on, Scholesy. Oh, that's Scholesy. unusual with the city one, like because it, imagine they'll have money like bottomless pockets. So I wonder what what, what they're trying to do: save a few pound on wages and. Do you no, know what I mean? they're not saving any money on wages. It's um, financial fair play. Is let's say you earn two million a year in revenue. I think you can spend seventy percent of that on wages and contracts and buying in players and everything else. Yeah. But City were, they're kind of global now. They've done well in the league. They've won is a four out of the last five Premier Leagues. They've done a couple of semi-finals and whatnot in the Champions League. Were they in a final as well? But they've done so well in I, Europe. So I, I, kind I, don't, of a, I don't think they got to a final. I don't they're think they a global a brand now. So they would get in more money now with revenue and merchandise and all that kind of stuff. But back when they were taking over, they were a yo-yo club going up and down. So when they spend 400 million over two transfer windows and they're taking in 70 million, Mm. What's the story there, boys? And that went on for years and years and years and years and years. But the financial fair play rule that's, that exists, like there must be numerous loopholes through that and around that. Because people buy players all the time. Look at Chelsea. Look at all these teams spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions on players. And that can't be that can't be uh, the correct percentage of their overall revenue. Like there has to be so many fucking loopholes. So Chelsea bought Bashai on an eight-and-a-half-year contract, and Mudrich on a seven-and-a-half-year contract, and I think it's six-and-a-half years for Endo Fernandez. So if you spend $70 million, for example, on Mudrich, would you sign him on a seven-year contract? Yeah. Then you just have to pay $10 million a year. Now you are under in financial fair play. It, they could be geniuses in a year's time, or if what, if, what if the player doesn't work out? Like They might have got Mudrich on 70000 for seven years. What if he turns mm. out to be a world beater in a couple of years' time? He'll want 370,000. And then he's yeah, down yeah, tools yeah. and you have a player then, you know? I know, yeah. Uh, the amount of corruption in, in, that, in that sport, and soccer especially, is, is must be just, like, rampant. Money talks. I, I know they always talk about the oil and all that money. And, but sure, look, all the expensive places in London, Oxford Street and all those, all those millionaires' row, they're all bought up by foreign investment whether it be Russian oligarchs or oil barons oh, from the Middle Saudi, East or Saudis Saudi. are fucking yeah. yeah I know yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a they always say like uh, like the amount of uh, businesses that like say for example China or Russia let's just say China now like the amount of businesses that they're investing in like in America and Canada and every country in the world like they're all, and they're building in a lot of countries in Africa like it's China who are building the highways and China who are building the cities and China who are, have massive projects and massive deals and trillion dollar deals and all that they're just putting their little legs in every basket all all around the world like you know being very uh, very cute I mentioned to you I believe maybe we're talking about it on here but I don't think so is that 
I've seen a thing before where, like, obviously I follow the WWE. I think I mentioned it once or twice on here, but James doesn't know that anyways. I'm following it since six months before WrestleMania 3. So, so long as it's, Jesus, just as long as my relationship with Manchester United. But when Vince McMahon got involved with them to do a show over there, it was the first show ever. And I was thinking, what's going on here? And then I'd, I'd have, you know, I'd be here to behind the scenes and all this kind of cracking. Apparently, they're very aware that the oil is running out and they wanted to, exactly what you said, diversify. And they've built the best everything. They've just had the mm-hmm. World Cup. How much money did that bring in? God knows. How many people died building the stadiums? No one will ever know. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of hiding and a lot of um, massaging of the information. A lot of massaging numbers to make to make things work. Uh, Saudi Arabia also have... Uh... In a few weeks, the you know, the Logan Paul and Tommy Fury fight that's on in Saudi yeah. Arabia, I think, isn't it? But that might be actually over by the time this comes out. Oh, will it? Might be, yeah. <laughs> might be, oh, well. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's I think it's on the twenty sixth, twenty sixth of February, so still, still two, two or three weeks away. It's 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 easy. Like I obviously follow um, combat sports. It's it's so much easier if if me and you start a combat uh, combat sport company, boxing or UFC, it doesn't matter. Mixed martial arts. So much easier for us to get a venue over in the Middle East and Far East than it is to get a, a venue anywhere else because there's so much politics here, you know. It's crazy. Oh, like, Go on. You look, for example, with um, Katie Taylor was looking for her homecoming fight against Amanda Cerrone. Or Cerrone. I keep pronouncing her surname wrong. They wanted to have it in Croke Park, but they ended up booking the fight for the three arena. So rather than 80,000 people, there'd be 8,000 people at it. But I think it's something is if it's 500,000 or is it 50,000? I believe it's 500,000 for insurance for Crow Park. So they were like, we, we, we just can't do it there, you know. Now, since that, um, Conor McGregor has come in and said, I'll sponsor it. Bring it to Crow Park if you want. And he said, but to do it, I'll sponsor it. It'd be in conjunction with proper 12 whiskey. <laughs> and I'll sponsor it. He says, that's the second condition. The first condition is, I want to make sure Katie Taylor is getting the millions that she deserves. And when everything's above board, I'll come in and book it. And you don't, I'll, that, that fee will be gone. Pro- proper 12 will cover. So mm. that's interesting. That'll be class. She, yeah, she bet, Amanda, she bet Amanda in the first one. It was a good, it was a close fight, I think, wasn't it? I forget. I, I think Katie won, but it was a close fight. Yeah, they fought twice, didn't they? I, I, I just remember once. I, I only remember the one time, the last time. Yeah, maybe it was... I can't remember. I, mean, I really check on the phone here. And uh, um, you know, Eddie Hearn was uh, back in uh, Katie Taylor and uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul, yeah, I forgot if it was Jake or Logan. Jake Paul was back in uh, year one, like Amanda Serona, and uh, remember he was saying like, "I uh, Jake Paul was like, I'll gamble all my jewelry, every bit of jewelry I have on me now. I'll gamble it that Amanda will win the fight." And Eddie Hearn was like. We make it a bit more than that. Ten grand isn't that much, like you know. And he's wearing all these bling bling and all the fucking rings, jewellery, fucking watches, and everything. You're like ten grand's not a lot, you know. You're like, what are you talking about? This is five hundred k. This is five hundred k. Like he's like a child, you know. <laughs> now, Jake is actually getting involved with a mixed martial arts organization, and the big problem, well, the the, the thing they want to do is pay fighters more. So there's a lot of fighters in the UFC that don't believe they get paid enough, and there's a lot of people complaining that the fighters don't get paid enough. With Dana. And Dana's saying, well, if you want to pay them better, set up your own fighting company and pay them better. You know, it's not as easy as 
I know, yeah. It's easy looking in from the outside. They should be getting this. They should be getting that. No, nobody knows the, the operations of a fucking business like that, you know. Are the fighters are the fighters in the UFC unhappy that they're get, not getting enough money, or is it just the people the people some, saying it? Some, some people, yeah. yeah. Like for instance, mm-hmm. me and you might sign a five year deal or a five fight deal, and they might say we'll give you fifty thousand per fight, which is two hundred and fifty thousand over the next two years. You'll make quarter of a million, and on the night you can win best fight, best finish. They're all fifty thousand. But they're saying, well, like all the merchandise that's sold, could I not get 10% of that? And don't give me 50,000 a fight, give me 20,000. Mm. They're saying, no, we do the merch. And then, of course, I might win a fight and lose the next two, and you might win your three fights by knockout. And then you'll say, well, I, I'm not fighting with you anymore. I'll just pay up the next two fights that you paid me for 100,000. I'll go with Bellator. They're going to mm. pay me 2 million. All about dollar dollar. You, ever, you see these lads though when they're fighting in the UFC, like if they're having their debut or if if they're fighting in some organization with their like and it's their debut fight, and you see like they're fighting early on, if they win, like and they say they're after winning sixty grand, you, you can't you see it in them. They're like, oh my, they cannot yeah. believe it. They cannot believe it. Like this is what it's meant to be. This is my life. This is all every Christmas and birthday coming at the same time. This is remember the time Connor won it. Like was it hundred G's or something like a hundred G's, baby, Dana. A hundred G's, baby. <laughs> he's fighting. He's fighting uh, someone, isn't he? It was announced. Uh, Chandler, Michael Chandler, is it? Yeah. So they're the um, what do you call it? The fighter thing. I can't even remember the name, but now, but they do a thing. It's on. I think it's twenty something seasons on. Where the train people. He actually done it before, but him and Michael Chandler are doing it this year. Um, tough enough, not tough enough. I can't believe I, I, I forget the name of it. But, um, oh yeah, I, I know though where 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 you train the younger ones. To try. I I know the thing you're talking about. I know I know it. Yeah, and by the end of that, then him and Chandler are supposed to fight, but there's no date or no anything. So look, that may or may not go ahead. You know, and Connor is is uh, sauced up to the eyeballs. Like just yeah. the quote of him going around. He, he's he, he like he obviously he, he's a bit like a a, a brick shit house, but he's just way too. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He's he's on the steroids. You know. There's no doubt about it. Like it's obvious, it's clear as day. If he's put if on he, about fifty pounds of muscle in the in the last fucking year, all he has to do is um, know six months before he fights and stop taking them, and then he's okay. Mm. Six, back, months, six months. Long, yeah. Cheers. I would have thought it would have been a month or two. But he's in a privileged position, like you mentioned about. Look at Dana, a hundred a hundred thousand dollars. Whereas now, like he's, you know, he's worth hundreds of millions but like um so he can say it like i'll fight on the 16th of march 2025 and they'll just say yes he can, he can he gets knocked out in the yeah. first round it's it's it'll sell it'll make it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter yeah. i know yeah that, that that's it like at the end of the day numbers and money that trump everything else dollar trumps everything else if you're making all the dollar then you're all right it was a uh, saturday had gone by uh Someone said it to me about, um, you know, like the Eurovision Song Contest, but you know, like when you have the, the thing before it where Ireland picks a song. Yeah. Song for Eurovision. Song for Ireland. Song, song for, for Ireland, Ireland, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that was on Saturday night. Yeah, I actually saw a bit of it. Johnny Rotten was from the Sex Pistols. What was he doing? He sang a song. Oh, my God. He had a God. band called there and he was on. The band was 
Hawaii about time he spent with his wife before she died, which was very emotional and all that, you know. So I sung the song. Um, I thought it was an average song, but it was a nice, sweet song, kind of like a love letter to his wife. But 100% not your vision, right? Mm. And then it goes to the judges afterwards to have to have a talk about it, you know. And Jedward were there, right? So I just thought, what parallel universe have I sucked into here? I see Jedward commenting on the leader, lead singer of the Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols, letting them know song. if he's good or not. And they were saying, Sport. it's a good song and it's a homage to his wife, but we don't think it's your vision. It's definitely not your vision ready. They're going, no, no. The two of them talking, I was so, it was like, I, I had to, I had to turn it off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why did Johnny Rotten want to be fucking, want to do the, where's he from? England. Yeah. Why do you want to do the Eurovision, I wonder? I, like, I I didn't know it was on until that day, like. So, like, and I've seen three songs. I believe there was five. There could have been six, but I've I seen three songs. The first one was Bang Average. The second one was All Right, but the girl was kind of very low singing it. And then i seen his one, and i seen Jedward commenting on the Sex Pistols lead singer song. And But he apparently gave out afterwards saying that it was rigged, you know? So... so. Not sure. I, know, I saw. I saw a bit of it. I saw two songs. I saw one one song by a girl, and I saw. I saw the the song that won. The song that won as well. I I, I heard that. that like a, well. a boy yeah. band. Someone was saying. No, I think the song that won was. Uh, I thought a girl sang it. Did she? Well, maybe, maybe I'm getting it wrong. Then maybe yeah, I'm getting it's it wrong. Definitely a boy band because um, Jamie told me that's our sister. She she and she'd know like she'd be she'd be she'd know like you know. All right, yeah, yeah. But I didn't see them or any stage. But um, but I was saying. It doesn't matter. This is just my opinion, all right? Like it doesn't matter if we sent you two. They just don't fall for us. Mm. But but we have but that, sent that, that, some shite as well. But that's not that that's not the case though. In recent years, like that that hasn't been the case because since they went back to the the split the split judges, like ha- half judges and half the public, it's a lot more. It's a lot fairer than like you still have, you still have all the block countries voting for each other, and everyone knows that, but. Like in the last few years, some countries have won it that have never won it before, you know. And yeah. that that's still the same point system and all that. Like, so it's not like uh, it is still a bit like rigged, but it's a, a little bit fairer that they have this the split uh, points from the judges and the public. But the UK probably wouldn't think that. Like, they always get like, "Why money? No point." Hmm. Well, they came second last time, though. Oh, did they? Yeah, they came second last time. When was last time? When is it on? In the summer, is it? Or well, last time? Last year in, in May or something, the, a fellow, a, a fellow, he looked like Jesus. He had a beard and long hair, and he, he came second for the UK. So there you go. Oh, that's brand new information there. <laughs> that, that that throws everything up in the air. What you just said, isn't it? Yeah. How did I miss that? Not that I'd be like, but you know something, right? That competition when I was growing up, obviously Ireland did well and we won it, and it was a song competition. Now. You're not allowed to host it, or you're not allowed to get into it, or you're not allowed to interview the people who are going to sing on it, unless you have two penises and one breast. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, even at the, at the Grammys last night, I was listening to Sam Smith, and uh, Sam Smith and his uh, the one he sang his song with, her name is Kim Petronas. Sam Smith and Kim Petronas won the Grammy for the best duo. And uh, he he's like a, not a boy or a girl. He doesn't know what he is. And she, uh, I didn't notice about her, but she was on. She was there, and then uh, they won it anyway. And Joanna's gorgeous, like she's as hot as the sun. I, I never seen her before. 
And then uh, she came out and she's like, and this is, I'm the first person ever to win this as a transgender woman. Everyone like, yeah. I was like, who gives a fuck? I could say I'm the first person to win this as a as a 34 year old. Like it's yeah. nothing got to do with the not? it's nothing got to do with the thing, you know. And everyone shares. Yeah. Well, I did see an article Sam Smith giving out that. Um, first of all, it, it was this is all uh, preceded by him saying that. You know, he came out as a gay man. Then he's no longer him or she. He wants to be them or non-binary. Yeah. And he doesn't think that it should be best male or best female. It should be best person. Best person. And then when the nominations came out, he said, it's unfair because there's not enough females in it. Make up your mind, champion. I know. I know, I know. Beyonce was late to the to the thing last night. She she she, she was one one Grammy behind the all time record since it began. I don't know who it was that had it, but Beyonce was in second place for the most Grammys ever won, and she won one last night to make her tide level. And they called her up on the screen, on the stage. She wasn't there. She hadn't arrived yet. Everyone else was there like hours beforehand. But Beyonce hadn't arrived yet. Then she won another one, and that put her into the lead. So now now she's won the mo- more Grammys than anyone else who has ever lived. And she was there for that one, all right. But she never apologised and said, I'm sorry I was late. I wasn't here for the first one. Bitch. <laughs> she still released some music, obviously, if she won the Grammy. I remember at one stage, it, it, it was like every two or three weeks she had a different song out. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't it's heard anything bit, from her in a while. Although I don't really listen to music. Far between. No, but she, she has a couple of... There's one song uh, that she had out a few months ago, which was fantastic. Fantastic. She's still making music all the time, you know? They had done a thing last night as well. They had four, five or six uh, different black artists like Stevie Wonder and uh, who else was there? Busta Rhymes. And there was a few others. I can't remember. I think Jay-Z or whatever. But there was five or six. And they done this sort of, uh, they done a song together. Like uh, it was in, in uh, honor of hip hop, you know, or in honor of uh, yeah hip hop. And it was, it was just, it was just so cool. Like was, last night was the 50 year anniversary of when hip hop began, apparently. So it began 50 years ago. So they were they were doing that last night. But yeah, the Stevie Wonder song was unbelievable. I loved it. Yeah, well, really I, good I singing, singing um, it live. I'll go on to Google now when we're finished there and I'll go Grammys and get a couple of the, you know. Couple of what? Couple of, like, I, I, I listened to the Stevie Wonder and, and that type of thing and a, f- a few artists. And, like, yeah, it, Harry wasn't great. wasn't great. Harry Styles sang and a few others. Lizzo, Lizzo sang that song. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I seen they were slagging, you know, um, Jack or Zach Galinophilus. You'd be able to pronounce his name properly from the Hangover. What's his name? Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, they were slagging each other, him and someone else, on between two ferns. You know, it was like bloopers, and Zach was going in heavy on your one, and your one says, "Hey, Zach, you look like Lizzo's personal trainer." <laughs> <laughs> He 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 laughed out loud and he wasn't supposed to and he ruined the whole bit so it didn't as a blooper but it was timeless, you know? Fantastic. <laughs> you know where, where he says where uh, Zach Galifianakis says to Paul Rudd he says so Paul what advice could you give to any young person out there who'd like to hide their Jewishness as much as you have? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's um, Captain America? What's your name again? Um the woman or oh, your yeah, one, yeah, woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Brie America. Larson. Brie Larson, yeah, he says to Brie Larson, he says, um, um, 
something like, uh, I know that you're very personal. I don't like answering personal questions. So I have a two-parter for you. It says, number one, your parents broke up when you were seven. Was that your fault? And number two, what age were you when you first had your period? And <laughs> she just starts laughing, you know. <laughs> your parents woke up when you were seven. Was was that your fault? Yeah. <laughs> he said to pre- and, president, had a, a Barack Obama on it as well. And he says to him, uh, he said, so Barack, he said, how does it feel knowing that you're the last ever black president? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. They're also the first, like, you know, there will yeah. never be another black, black one again. <laughs> yeah, it's just very funny. But even in the blooper, sometimes he he laughs um, when he's trying to do it and ruins it, you know. So they all go into the blooper reels. Yeah, and then they have to go and do it again. There's actually a, a movie on Netflix about that. Have you seen that? No, but Between Two Ferns. Yeah, where he's going no. trying to make, um, and, you know, Matthew McConaughey is in it and all that and different people like that. But Paul Rudd said to him, uh, did you hear what happened to the Jewish man that ran into the brick wall with an erection? That he broke his nose. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I heard Steve Carell saying to him, because you know his surname is like, it's really long and fucking, it's it's like gibberish, like it's hard to pronounce and all that. He's like, Steve Carell says, hey, Zach, he said, I heard your last name had all the letters of the alphabet in it at one time, but you ate the rest of them. Because <laughs> it's like, Zach Galifianakis or something like that. But you, you ate some of them. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's kind of fun. Although I never really liked um, the Hangover. People raved about it, you know. And I liked I, it, yeah. like I didn't really like Superbad when it came out first with Jonah Hill and Michael C- Sierra and all them and Emma Stone. I, I seen it and I thought it was all right, and then everyone was raving about it. And I said maybe I just wasn't in a good mood or it wasn't in the humor when I watched it originally, you know. Yeah, and sometimes that happens. And I said, I'll sit down and watch it again. This was years later, and I loved it, you know? Okay, so did you do the same with The Hangovers? Yeah. And you didn't, still? So I, I seen the, the first one, and I thought, what a load of shit. I, I believe I watched it in the cinema, maybe. I, I think it was, and I thought, what a load of shit. And then it was out, the second one was out, and I said, I watched the first one now. Again, it was on TV, and I watched it, and I thought, it's all right. Hmm. No, they're, they're good. They're good enough. Like they're good enough. You know, they're not serious. Like they're they're, they're not really trying to give a message. Right, it's just just a fun. It's just really funny. Like you know, mm. so it's it's easy to watch. As you always say, a good popcorn movie. Yeah, I actually seen one last night. It's on the Netflix now. It's um, True True Spirit, I think it's called. But if anyone goes onto Netflix, you'll see that it's just one of the new movies out, and it's a true story about a sixteen-year-old girl who sails around the world on her own. And it's the whole true story of what happened to her. Um, very, very easy watch. It's a PG. You could watch it with your kids. Um, only one or two it's scary a, it's scenes. A, it's, not a document, it's not a documentary. It's a movie, yeah. Exactly. It's a movie, yeah. But it's made on, like, it's, like, verbatim on the books you wrote about it afterwards. Like. And you see, mm-hmm. she had some guy back home uh, staying in her parents' house who was a mariner for years and a good one. And he was able to track her with her GPS and where she was and what big swells of waves were coming and at one stage three storms come at the one time and form into one she's looking at it like you know and it's just all over her head it's absolutely like I was watching it going oh Jesus out in the middle of the Pacific like on her own oh my god I told you that was one of my worst fears last time well it's been sucked out of a plane but being in the middle of the water like that just the open vastness and nighttime and lightning and rain it's just so scary well, she's, so, she's so scary. lying in a small yacht and a small little boat she's lying on her bed but she has herself um like a seatbelt on 
because the boat is rocking, things are falling off, falling off, and she kind of looks behind her, small bit of glass in the window, and she sees a wave like about 20, 30 times the, the height of the boat just coming like. I just lifts mm. the boat up and sends it down, like upside down into the water as or and they fucking lose her, like she, she's gone to lose and all the reporters at the start are saying, Why is she doing this? It's ridiculous, like and this happened at the time. This is why is she doing it? What kind of parents are you to let her go on her own to do this? But then as the movie goes on and as she starts making blogs when she's on the trip, you know, here I am today and now I'm a thousand miles off the coast of Australia from Sydney where I left and yada 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 and people start following her all over the world how she's an inspiration and then all the reporters when get behind it? her and what's that? When was this? When did it take when did it take Ooh. place? Like two years ago? It's a good question. Two thousand and nine, I believe. Alright then, cool. No, I thought it was years like it might have been like long, long time ago, but when you mentioned the GPS and everything, I said, Oh, we're we're back up to the present day nearly. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that was okay, I have to say. And I'm watching um The Last of Us as well. Oh yeah, that new show. I haven't started. I haven't started it yet. Is it good? There, I think it's good. It's like like I watched it because it's like um, a hangover from. I thought probably it might be a hangover from The Walking Dead. And years ago, when The Last of Us game came out, I remember getting it. So you're talking a long time ago. If I got it, um, and I said I'd have a play of it and see what it's like, and it was okay. But my attention span for stuff like that is just a, a fucking disaster. So I said, look, I'll watch it, see what it's like. Um, nothing like The Walking Dead at all. Is good, good characters, um, different. They're not Creatures. zombies, but they're. It's like a, What's that? They're called clickers, aren't they? I don't know. I haven't heard them being called clickers yet. I think they're called. I thought they were called clickers. Maybe I heard that before somewhere that they're called the the yolks. What what are they like? What are they? Is it humans? There was. Yeah, there was. Well, I I won't ruin it for anyone, but there you can. They'll stay like they're zombies, you know, but they can lay dormant like and not move and not do anything. But like if 200 yards away, me and you are walking and we come across one and we shoot one and it falls down and it dies. But underneath all the ground, there's like roots. This is the thing that turned them. And if that root can feel one of them after falling or movement and it clicks on them, it alerts everyone else that there's people over here. Next minute, like, you see, like, oh, they, they fucking shoot one and the roots come up or the vines and grab on the person that has died, like the, the zombie, we call him, that has died. Jeez. And then you see the boys that are 200 metres away that they got waking up going, ah, 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 and running into the building my and God. they're trying to get away and, oh, my God. No, I definitely want to watch that. It, it, it looks it looks unbelievable. And that new one, that's, uh, I don't know, is it out or not yet? The movie uh, with Dave Bautista, I forget the name of it now. Oh, yeah, that's um, M. Night Shyamalan's joke where it's, yeah. Yeah, what, what's it called? Do you, do you remember what's called? I can't remember. Oh, I do remember now. I do remember now. It's called... Those uh, initials. Uh, well, there's four. K-O-T-C. I think this is a... Knock on the door? Knock on the cabin, I thought. Oh, knock on the cabin, yeah. I seen. Yeah, that was like... They're, they're, it's a gay couple with a daughter, I believe. And these four have to... You have to sacrifice one of your family to stop the apocalypse. Yeah, but I don't know. Is is in that movie? Is it like that? The uh, Dave Bautista and the boys are just loopers, or is is, it, is there something genuinely happening, like globally? Or I don't know. But I did see a, a clip from the trailer, and they're showing them on the trailer a big tsunami. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I, I thought that 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 that'll make yeah. it that'll make it really good then. And they're saying, well, we're doing this for centuries. Like it's not just ye boys today. It's nothing to do with that. If you're gay and you have a daughter, that's mm. irrelevant. It has a much 
relevance as the transgender woman winning winning their Grammy, like the Grammy should be best song. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I know. swear, she 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 announced it on stage, and the whole place erupted. I mean, for what? Didn't even give her, didn't even give her that big of a cheer when she won the award. I remember your man, the woman. Just give me a second. Now. The one that the the woman with the bear that won the Eurovision. I do. Conchita Verst. Yeah. What's your thoughts on? What's <laughs> give us your stylings on that one? <laughs> no, she's a beautiful voice, but I don't know. I I can't uh, I can't look at a woman with a beard and accept it. Like a like a like a woman like with makeup on and earrings and done up to the nines and dolled up and then a big fucking a big massive beard. It just it's all wrong for me. Like I can't look at that. Like you know I can't like it. I can't enjoy it. It's too Years weird. in the past, when James and I worked in a phone shop together, I was in the phone shop on Sunday, and a woman came in similar to that. She looked probably like a bit like Peter Griffin, but like with loads of makeup and all that, and pink lipstick, and it was stuck to her teeth. But she had a schmig, you know. It's okay if girls have like a Ronnie or a schmig, like where it's just like because it's. It, it, <laughs> are you smiling? Because I said. <laughs> if girls have Is a Ronnie. Okay? No, I'm saying like some girl. I know a few girls who have little bits, like little bits of little Ronnies, like little Mickey Mouse ones. You, you can see them all the time, and sometimes they have like little bits of hair and small bits. That's all right. But when you have a big fucking, a big massive beard, like that'll take you two years to grow, and it's groomed. You have the beard groomed and everything, but then you're you, you've little earrings on and little dress and little frilly and makeup. And woo, look at me, like, not nah, not for me. Listen. People leave people alone. The world's hard enough just to get on. I know, yeah. I never said a word about her. It's only you asked me about her. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was kind of setting you up there to to. Get, but I can't even picture. Is it a he who's a her or her who's a he? I actually genuinely don't know. It's a it's a he. It's a he who's a her. A he she. It is it no, but listen. Is it a man? It, it's a it, no. It's a it's a man who became a girl. Yes. Okay. I said it's a, a, it's a he okay, who's yeah, a her. Yeah. It's yeah. a he who became a her. It's not that I can't fathom it. I actually just can't remember. But I just know that it was a very very feminine. It was a girl singing with a beard. But I just can't even remember the voice or yeah. can't remember anything the, the, whatsoever. This, she, she was from she was from Austria, and uh, the song was called "Rise Like a Phoenix." You might remember or no? Oh yeah. <laughs> called yeah. "Rise Like a Phoenix." <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I'm not able. Women, I know, yeah. Women women and beards. Where's the world going? Yeah. You don't want to get a beard rash on your testicles, huh? I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was it was the I was looking up there what my uh what year were you born in? Seventy seven. Seventy seven, alright. No, I was looking up because it was the Chinese New Year like last week or you know, the lunar new year. And I, I never would have thought about it in Ireland much because obviously Chinese people don't live there or very few do. But over here, it's it, there's so many Chinese here. It's crazy. Like, you know, I work with many of them as well and they're all celebrating it. And this year was the the year of the rabbit. And so I went back, I went on to Google and said, what year was 1988? That was when I was born, just to see when it was. So I told your man, I said, it's the year of the dragon. The year of the swill. The year of the, 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 the swine. I said, uh, the year of the dragon. I said, that has to be fantastic, is it? Because it sounds brilliant, like the year of the dragon, you know? 
but they all mean something like the, the, the signs of the zodiac. Like if if you were born this year, it means this thing. If you're if you're this this animal is your animal, you you're this way. Like it's like zodiacs and bullshit. It's absolute nonsense as well. If you're born in zodiac. this time, you're the dragon. No, you're not. Who said that? That was I said know, by I some know. fellow with a bald head and a beard and an orange robe about two and a half thousand years ago. Up in a mountain, yeah. That can't be. I right. went to see. Uh, I went to see Harry Potter on uh, Friday night. Oh, Harry yeah. Potter, Harry Potter, and the Cursed Child. If I can and, just uh, uh, interject there for a second before you tell your story, so just uh, James sent me a text saying that I, I says, and the reason I tell you because I actually haven't told you this yet. I says, uh, "What are you doing tonight?" And he says, oh, "I'm going to Harry Potter." He said it was the girlfriend's birthday, so I bought her the uh, ticket. I was thinking. Oh, what I text him now, that's not his thing at all, you know. I said, like, I'm obviously going to respond, like, because I've seen it. And I said, oh, it might be good, like, you know, like, I have been to some that were okay, but the next day, then you text me, it was three and a half hours long. I was in the fucking stitches. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Three hours, 33 minutes was the runtime. An, an hour and a half, then a half an hour break, and then an hour and a half. It was fucking, we started at seven o'clock, we was nearly fucking midnight when we were going home, you know. Did, but, uh, did you know that, no? No, I hadn't a clue. I I looked up beforehand when we were uh, we went for a bite to eat downtown, and uh, I was <laughs> I was looking up uh, what was the how was what was the runtime. I said three hours thirty. I said, "Holy fuck, we'll be here for the whole night." Even Nicola was surprised. She said, "Oh Jesus Christ, I can't believe it." So we're there for fucking the whole night. By the end of it, we were. But she's pregnant, like, she's fucking heavily pregnant. Well, not too heavily, but she's six, six and a half months. But, she, like, she was pregnant and I was there. And by the end of it, like, we were twisting and turning. Our arses were numb. Like, it just, I just wanted to get out of there, you know? Yeah, that's that's way too long. But what did you get for a bite to eat? Two Happy Meals at McDonald's, was it? No, we went to a pub, a bar called The Three Brewers. And I got a spicy chicken sandwich with fries. Yeah. And Nicola got some sort of a... Mickey Mouse little light flatbread pizza thing. It was pure lovely. I had a couple of drinks. She had a few mocktails. That's like a cocktail, but a fake one. And uh, Does it cost the same as a cocktail? Of course they do. Of course they do. Absolute embarrassment. $12 for a fucking something like, and it's just orange. Not just tell her to get a pint of water and a drop of my waddy like everyone else in the world. Yeah, I know, I know. But we went into the play anyway, and... Uh, it was it was actually very good. Now the play was really good. You know, I, I was surprised. Like uh, the stage work on it was unbelievable. But, like I was at a few plays in my life, and you know, like if I wanted to say to you, why would you say that to me? Why? Like I, so, why would you say that to me? Sure, we're going to go downtown tomorrow. They'd be like, why would you say that to me? We are going. To... It's too much. Like you know, I know they're acting and all that and everyone, but it's just too much. Way too much. Like yeah. it, it seems too too over the top. It's too staged. It's too it's too it's obviously fake. It's obviously scripted. Were singing like? Yeah, they were singing some and they were acting like it was oh, just, just a mixture, a mixture. Yeah. yeah. But just the way they were like, and this is, every play I've ever been at, it's the same thing. Whenever they're saying something like they just they go out of their way enunciating the words like yeah. and really like because the, they think they're being cool. Like they went to a they went to an audition like that one day and started doing that, and someone said, "Oh, that's brilliant!" And said, oh, brilliant! So they started living their life like that, you know. People want to see well, it's that. Silly. It's like, um, it's silly. It's like, Roderick, Roderick, what's that there? Well, my matey, that's my red bicycle. Your red bicycle? Yeah. 
Ho, the red bike oh, going red down the street. Red bike, fuck off. My God. Went to the people bathroom out there, people out there are dying. People out huh? there are dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's time for a cheeky wank in the bathroom. Kill 45 minutes. <laughs> mm. uh, have you been following the the Andrew Tate thing? Do you know if he's... If he's uh, do you have any idea, like, what, what's your feeling on him? Do you think he's guilty, or do you think there's no smoke without fire, or do you think they're just it's the Matrix trying to get him? What do you think? Uh, it's certainly not the Matrix trying to get him, and they've been after him for a while. Um, I've I seen his lawyer on with Paris Morgan in the last couple of days. Now, obviously, there will be new information by the time this comes out. Um, there was a podcast out today and there's another one out before us and I just want to do a solo one as well so I'm not sure when this one will be out but as it stands now I heard her talking and she said no he should be fine They're him and Tristan it's not everyone thinks it's Andrew Tess both of them are in the same situation um, yeah and there's two, two of their friends or two females as well that was that was arrested with them yeah I honestly don't know you know you say there's no smoke without fire they've been after him for ages Um, you know people think oh there's so many young men listening to him and they think it's okay for this and so. And the the big thing is, like when he was beating up a girl, he was weight pusher. She'd come out since that and said it's a horny fetish thing that the two of us were doing. And we were sending messages about RAPE that she liked it and could he do it to her? And he was saying, yeah, I'll do it to you and this, that, and the other. And she came out since that and said something. Then she'd come out again and say something. But look, the question is, people, did he pay her to do that? Is it real? Like, if it was a thing that he was had an underground sex place where they were exploiting young girls to make money, and I'm not the cleverest man in the world, but you make yourself very scarce if that's the truth. You don't be on television and on every platform and be the most recognisable man on the planet and then do mm-hmm. that. Of course you don't. And you don't yeah. go back to the place that you're doing it and get pizza and a robe with your brother and a few friends. So, 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 But something has to be happening then. Like, So why do you think he was arrested? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe you, I it's know true. Like, I, just, mm. I mean, if it's true, I want them to get whatever pen him and Tristan to get whatever penalty that they should get. If it's not true, I want a full inquiry. See, I don't know how reliable the Romanian government is. I know nothing about it. Like, if it was America, you could say, "Well, here's a couple of presidents that are in the UK or in Ireland." I, I know I have no information on the Romanian law. Is it like mm. just? Is it okay? Is it? I I, I know nothing about it whatsoever. He she says saying, it's, it's really... Oh, sorry, one. She was saying that they're staying in small, dingy little cells and not getting out too much for fresh air and stuff like that. And that um, the longest she can keep them is 30 days. But when that 30 days is over, you can ask for another 30 days. You can do that That's five some... times, which would lead to, or is it six times? Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they're in about 90 days. And I honestly don't look. I think they're funny. Um, I understand what he said. Like, he's a character, you know. So mm-hmm. if anyone who's ever talking to him of all the podcasters that I listen to say that both of them are sounds of pound, really, really nice guys. And then when they start asking questions, that's when he comes out with the rhetoric he comes out with. Of and they feel yeah. it's in a, a uh, it's in a response to the woke culture. So how mad are the woke things saying? He's the opposite to the woke saying yeah, things yeah, just yeah. as mad. Uh, a lot of people thought like, oh, well, he's our guy. We let him battle with him, you know. Um, yeah. I seen I seen him doing an interview before, like he was doing it with Vice, you know, V I C E that company, uh, and we're doing one, and like it was so obvious that he was uh, doing a it was all an axe because he was the way he was during the um, him and Tristan were there on either side of this one lad in the middle. Your man in the middle was from Vice, and he was asking him questions and going over and back and all that. 
And Andrew was saying this, and like it's being his usual self, you know, being fucking like roaring and shouting and being very boisterous and Ted saying this and saying that. But then they went for a break and the camera was still rolling and he takes off. He's like, okay, we can stop now for a few minutes. So and he starts chatting completely normal, you know, it's like a, like an act, like a scene. Yeah. I was thinking, geez, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was that, that much like, like an act, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't think I it was, that, it was of... that much. Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying, I just didn't think it was, it was, it was acted out like it was, it was staged that much, like yeah. to the point where during an interview and then they go for a break, he, he takes off, okay, now we can stop for a few minutes. So, and then just sits back and relaxes and just starts talking like I'm talking to you. I said, yeah. wow, that's so, 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 so strange. When I came across he him really... first, it was on TikTok and I said, you just felt as a fucking idiot. And then he went on a few podcasts of the podcasters that I like. And I thought, why the fuck are they getting him on? And I seen then them talking about it afterwards and a few little clips they put up here and there. And I thought, oh, this is an act. And then when I heard him, I says, oh, it's an act. And then I thought, oh, that's very funny what he said there because in the response, I thought, okay, I thought he was serious. Yeah, now you're looking at him a different, like a little bit differently, you know. Oh, well, 100% differently, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> he did quieten down a small bit when he got more famous because I think he realizes that there's idiots out there that word for word verbatim believe what he says. And course, he has... He he was telling someone in an interview that before um, he got banned off Facebook, he got his, or all the social media platforms, he got his team together to set up a, a better way of posting stuff and sending out posts and to get in contract that people can't short clip him anymore. That if he says something about something, the long clip must be put up to put it in context of what he's saying. Yeah. But he was that banned off social thing. media then. He's back on a note, doesn't he? He's back on some of them. He's back on Twitter, I think. Yeah, he's he's he he got back. Elon put him back on. Oh, Elon, boy, go on, yeah. Elon. Well, I don't I know. Um, Elon, Elon Musk. The yeah. name Elon Musk is short for elongated musket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, what's the name of his daughter? You probably know this fact. It's like A I Z apostrophe Pi. Yeah, something, yeah, something. yeah. I I don't know how I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, I know. I know him and uh, Grimes. That's his wife's, that's his, that was his banshee's name. Grimes. Yeah, Grimes. She's an Australian, uh, well, they're not going out anymore now, but she was much younger than him. I think she was in her 30s. And she, he was however old he is, like, and they had a child together. She's an Australian pop artist. Her name How is Grimes. I have no idea. I'd say 52. Yeah. What would you say? I don't know. So the next time we do one of these podcasts, we'll just um, turn our phones off and have them on and be able to flick through them while we're talking and have loads of information and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, well, it might be hard to, um, like, talk and relax if you're constantly checking. I was thinking about that as well. It might, might be hard to do that, you know? It might be hard yeah. to do both, like, to be researching and listening and taking in. But maybe we could try it. We... Yeah. No, no better Google. We could have a... We could be our own young Jamie's. Here's stole all the words out of my mouth. Well, I, I, I'm going to go back now for the next while doing um, just the audio side of it. Um, I've I done a few on YouTube there YouTube. over the last... I've I done a few on YouTube over the last while. As I said, there's another one out today and there's one out on Monday. They'll be out by the time this comes out, so you would have seen them already if you haven't done so. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to wait for a while and, and there's, there's an awful lot of work in, in doing them, you know? Yeah, and uh, you're saying it's a little bit easier now not not having the hassle or the headache of the, all the YouTube shenanigans. If I don't do YouTube, it takes eighty percent of the work of it, mm. if not more. 
you know yeah. and also if i'm doing one that's a solo podcast on audio on my own i can connect it up to the software and the sound is really really good where is if i have a guest on the sound can only be as good as their connection which is usually bang average yeah so your your big your big fancy nasa looking thing is no good to you if if their connection is not great well the one that's out today which is episode 225 that one is fine on youtube the audio but the audio of it on all the other spotify or apple podcasts is very poor but the one that's out monday i spent hours trying to get the audio okay by recording myself on zoom and trying to fix it and i i but the broadcaster, I, I found a good way of doing it. And it seems to be okay. But if it's just me on my own and I can sit down on my own, the audio is absolutely fantastic. It's the best that I could get it, and I'm so happy with it. But um, that's neither here nor there anyways. It's just uh, it's more enjoyable doing the mm. audio for me. It's easier. It's better. It gives me more time to do the stuff that I want to do. Um, I just said I do the put a few back up on YouTube just to see but it's um, have it there, like it's it's it can be it's uh it's not going anywhere, you know, the YouTube. So it, it can be yeah. you can revisit it at any time. Yeah. Or change the name or set up a new channel or do, do whatever you want. But the, yeah. the the idea of YouTube is it's going nowhere. So you can you can go back there any stage you want. Well, it just and and it's it it was a good um a good spread as well. Like I had an author on, and then I had a fellow podcaster on, and then. Today, um, there's a woman who had uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and eventually she got better by um, emotional freedom technique, the tapping thing. And mm-hmm. now she's a practitioner herself. And that was a very interesting story. And then the one that's out on Monday, which, as I said, will probably already be out by now, is with Cheryl Byrne. And she's the reclaim coach. And, you know, when people... And I've had people on in the past talking about this, but you know, when someone says like, um, you can tap into your spirit and spirit, give me a download of this is what I have to do. And the thing that I liked about that was, um, I was looking to talk to someone about that for a while. Um, someone who always not, not someone who's spiritual or trying to reclaim because I have talked to those people already and I enjoy them all. But I just said, I'll just get someone new and grill them. And I wanted to pick somebody who I thought was really good at talking, who I thought wouldn't shrink under the podcast lights on YouTube. And prior to us recording, I had to tell her, I don't believe what you're saying. Here's why I don't believe it. And how can spirit tell you stuff and you download it to share with us? Who the fuck do you think you are? Mm. So that's where we're starting from. But I'll give you loads of time to talk. Um, And I, I want to ask you about... Um, disrespectful about uh, setting intentions and love and relationships and manifesting. But what I want to start off with is when you say a spirit, um, what are you talking about? So tell me about if I'm building a house, you don't start with a chimney or you don't start with some window sills or some windows or a back door. You start with the foundation. So start with the foundation and tell me who is spirit? Who is source? Who's downloading you these things? And why the fuck are you getting downloads? And I am not. Mm. And does she explain it well? Brilliant. So I, I love talking to her every second of it. Good. Good. I'll have, I'll have a listen to that then. Definitely. Yeah. It's uh she 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 was it was really, really interesting and she was talking well. She said herself she was a bit nervous at the start, but then she was 
okay and she was and i knew she was a good talker anyways because i'd seen i i came across one of her reels just you can check her out if you haven't seen her it's um at the reclaim coach is on instagram she had a thing called friday feels and she had two messages that she downloaded from spirit and just before i i came to her it was friday i had a busy week i was sitting down i was a bit fucking not anxious to myself but a bit kind of oh, that was a tough week. And I said, right, <clears throat> I do the thing that I always do. I sit in the bed and I say, okay, listen, right, calm down now. You're off for the weekend. You have nothing to do. You don't do worrying about stuff. You're not doing any posts. You're not having to edit anything. There's loads to do, but you can do it on Monday. And I do this a good bit. And I sat down and I got myself right. Okay, how do you feel? Do you feel yourself pent up? Do you feel, what do you feel? And I got myself right down to a boom. I'm perfect now. Let's go. And I got a message on Instagram. Someone asked them to come on the podcast. But when I opened it, it came to a reel. And it was one of her reels. And I seen that and I said, Jesus, if I wasn't able to sit in the bed and do all those things, what she said there would have really helped me. I said, let's sit down and see some more, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that happened. Cool. And I said, Jesus. That's I cool, said, isn't it? Yeah. And I said, look, I, I wonder if I asked her to come on, will she come on? They, they, they nearly always say, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So she said, yeah. So and she's she, she's on giving her giving her tuppence or Danny. I'm sure she uh, it'll, be, it'll be great, a good conversation, you know? But you still don't believe her, do you? Well, uh, not you don't believe her. I'm not like she's not, I'm not like she's telling a lie. But I mean, do you do you believe in her? Yeah, which is she's she's definitely not telling a lie. But I can only believe it when I see it. Now she did mention something very interesting, and I'll, I'll say this to you and tell me have you heard of it? The Akashic Records. No. So the Akashic Records is essentially we have lived multiple lives and will live multiple more lives, not only on earth, but in different places all over the universe and indeed higher and lower dimensions all over the universe. And uh, we, we are a ball of light. We're spirit. We're all connected to the source itself. We're all one. And this life that I'm living, for example, I picked it. But you can do a, a transcendent guided meditation to the Akasha Acacia Records. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, by the way, if anyone knows. The Acacia Records. And basically, you can go in a guided meditation and it brings you there. And you can go into this room. It's a big library. You get the key of the library attendant there. And you can go into your own special room with all the books of your previous life right up to where your life is now. And it just goes blank at the, I've arrived at my room in Acacia Records. And you can look back at all your previous lives and an awful lot of time that helps you. And I asked her, that sounds like, um, you, you've heard my podcast. So do you remember that girl who was near the experience? I can't remember her name offhand now. I apologize if she's listening. She oh, said yeah, that what, she arrived. What, what, what she had? What, 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 what she, caused her to experience? Oh my God, man, I don't know. She got sick or something in her stomach and she floated above and arrived in a white room and she was brought to this place. Oh where yes, she, I do. The American girl. Yeah, so I mentioned that to Cheryl, and Cheryl said, well, I, I'm not aware of that. I haven't spoken to anyone like that. But, and I said, have you ever done it? She says, yeah, and I've seen some past lives in a stand her. So she's invited me to do it with her, for me to do it. So I, I haven't spoken to her. I, I, she said she had a couple of, like she has clients all of the time. And I said, well, don't. You know, don't take up a spot for a client with me, like, you know what I mean? Let all the people go and pay and do all that. And then when you get some time, even if it's in four or five weeks, that's okay. Yeah. But what I might do is I might ring her 
and ask her, can we do it and record it? And like on Zoom, like let like let me record it. And if it turns out good, I could put it up, you know? I wonder what people what, are interested what, in that. What could happen to you? Like what what, what can happen or what's, what's the best scenario of is um the guided meditation works, you arrive up to this library, you get the key, you go into your room, you open it up and you sit down and you can ask you can show me books from a couple of other lives. And it might show you a planet or something or a dimension you didn't know existed. But it does she reckon anybody, anybody has the capabilities of going to this, going up to this room or just everybody. certain people? Everybody. everybody can do it. Wow. So I said, Jesus, that sounds interesting. I said, I must look it up on YouTube. And I looked up one with the most views because I assumed that must be a good one. Yeah. And this one was slightly different. So it was at like 25 minutes. You lie down. So I, I lay down the bed and put it on the background and listen to this woman talk me through it and she got my muscles relaxed and she did this and the other and then eventually I was in a or it wasn't the library but the way she did it it was a a white room with white smoke and kind of smoke was kind of sparkling but in the distance I could see a chair like a bench you'd see at a park perhaps and it went and sit down there and I sat down there and I said now ask this question and the question was something like um and I, I'm fucking this up slightly, but the premise of it is right. It's like, a, show me something that I need to see now. So you can say it out loud or say it in your mind. So I said it in my mind. I've done everything to say it 100%. And when, sometimes when your eyes are closed, like for long enough, you can see different colorings and all that. But I kind of seen that. Yeah. But I'm sure if I was lying there, I would have seen that anyways. But nothing came up. I didn't see anything. I was sitting there doing it. But I think if I did it with Cheryl. She's like a like a guide, maybe. Or like she'd be able to... Yeah. She'd be healthier through it, you know. Her, she's like a, a she's shaman. a spiritual is there, is there teacher. Female, is a female? Uh, kind of, is there female shamans? No, I assume so. I don't know. Or are they called shamans as well? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But, but... Yeah, she, she, she'd be like a shaman or like a guide, you know. She'd be able to talk you through it and stuff. Well. And I'm not speaking out of school here because she says it on the podcast and this will be out after, but she had a bad breakup five years ago. Oh. And she just didn't know what to do with herself. And she didn't know she'd done loads of different bits and bobs and she was involved in loads of jobs. Very well educated, by the way, separately to all of this. And she had like a spiritual awakening. And she speaks about that. And then she speaks about getting messages from spirit. And they, they're the questions I ask her. I say, what are you talking about? Yeah. What, how? What are they like? Who's she, just call, she just calls this entity spirit. Yeah, it's her spirit that gives her information. And then I said, like, is spirit the same as source? And she said, well, you could say they're different, but they're also the same because we're all one. But she said, it's not like that. Like, And then I said, but all the things that you're saying, I said, you didn't five years ago just know all this. And she says, no, I had a spiritual awakening. I was meditating. I was really big spiritual awakening. My eyes were opened. I could not see now what was seen. And she said, then I was getting messages from spirit all of the time. And this was happening for a long time. And then I said, well, I better start educating myself on what exactly is going on. And essentially for the last, she's still learning. Even today, I think she's doing something in, in a week or two time. That's more information. Because my problem was somebody a couple of thousand years ago wrote down all this. And now everyone's just fucking spitting it out. And all of a sudden know, yeah. you're on there and you're sitting down and you're a spiritual guide and you're talking on trying to help people who are destitute on Instagram. Yeah. And there's so many people doing that that's talking shit. Bullshit. But I said, 
the reason I asked her on, like I was in talks with someone, right? That had a, a one of the blue dots on Instagram and had like a hundred times the followers I have. But coming on doing it, like, and I was him and, and Han and they were cut back to me and we were talking about this and they sent me on a schedule calendar thing and they're the times they're free and they do it then and it just seemed a bit disingenuous and when I heard them talking they just seemed to be talking shit but I thought wouldn't it be fantastic for my channel or for my my podcast sorry but then when I seen Cheryl she was good like you know she was really good and I thought I'd I'd sooner good than popular you know of course yeah of course you know that was the way it was but yeah and then the one that's out today See, one of the things about doing a podcast is I learn so much that I didn't know. Like the the, the one that I was talking about today, uh, she does, as it says, the tapping, it's called, you know, where you tap all your different parts of your body and you tap this and tap that. And you can get to the root cause with the, uh, with your penina gland or whatever you call it, you know. Um, but I was telling her about uh, the time, do you remember when I was up in Ballymatton and I was working in Longford and I thought there was someone behind me in the room and I looked around and there was someone behind me. And she said, did you ever hear of the dark night of the soul? I said, no. And she said, look up about it. She since sent me some information of what the dark night of the soul, and this is like, uh, has happened to countless people. But I was saying like, I've never heard anyone saying that to me in my life. Never came across. It happened to countless people all down through why, the ages. Why, why, why weren't you not like unbelievably petrified that night? Why did you just lie there and go back to sleep? It just felt okay to do. Yeah, it was just because I was in hell at that point for about seven or eight years. Like it was like I I wasn't myself at all. I had no energy. I was just it was just you know. And and the only reason I turned around to see was someone there was just to prove that it wasn't and have one one billion to one percent less worry than I had prior. But uh, turns out I probably shouldn't look around, you know. But um, well, you, you were you were saying there like you 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 like you might not you don't know if you believe in ghosts and you don't know about this and even like that you're saying that yeah, I don't believe in that what that girl was doing there like that the whole business she has and all that. But you seen a ghost like because I had chronic depression, I know that my neurons and my brain wouldn't be working properly because it was constant pressure. I was under constant. You know, I wasn't myself and I attribute it to there's a good chance it's that. It's like if you're in sea, out at sea for ages and you might yeah, see a mirage or you're in the desert, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and that's how much stress I was under. And that it's gone to my head. Save all your family. What do you think it is? I'd say, well, that's probably that, you know. Mm. I have yeah, to know mind. for a fact before I, I, I'll say it, you know. When 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 you see something, yeah, like what, what more fact do you have, you know? Yeah, but for but for the reason I might see it, you know. Mm, I know, yeah, I know. Your 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 mind was elsewhere. So I I just wanted to be. I'd have to be sure, you know. I'd have to see it loads of times. I'd have to talk it. They'd have to say it to me. I'm the dark knight of the soul. This is what I do. Mm. Have to take a photograph. Have a set. Sit down with a podcast. Let everyone else see you. The only thing that ever happened to me where I can I could safely say that it was a ghost or something like that. I never I never saw a ghost or anything like that. Many little bits and pieces happened to me over the years, like loads and loads of little things, but they're not not insignificant and nothing you'd write home about, you know. But the one that happened uh, was me and uh, Thomas Fitzmorris were in uh, my my house in College Park. No one else was in the house. 
only me and my friend Thomas is Morris. And next thing, a fucking a bottle, a can of Lynx just comes down the stairs, hits the front door, smack. I was like, what, what the fuck was that? There was no one in the house. Two of us were shitting it. Two of us sitting in the sitting room. So we, we went out and we looked around and we went upstairs. It was during the daytime and everything. There was nobody around. So like the more time went on, I was, t- I was thinking to myself like, maybe it, it was just on top of the banister and it fell off or something but it couldn't have because it, it, it was thrown down like the, the force that I hit the front door with that doesn't happen from something falling over and falling freely you know there's no doubt about it like no doubt but now enough time has passed where I'm starting mm. to say to myself actually do you know what but back then if you could take me back to that moment in time there was no way it wasn't what I just said you know there was no way it wasn't yeah. the way I just described it yeah and what I think about stuff like that is like then so let's just say every single thing that happened did happen and that time passing doesn't take away anything from your story that it's that it had to have been a ghost. So let's just like that's like let's just assume that like Okay. So now right. this is the way I think of it. Now we have to assume that so there was a ghost upstairs in your house that wanted to get your attention and was walking around the rooms and was able to pick up an inanimate object, obviously the kind of links, walk to the stairs throw it with such force that you know for a fact that, as you said, it didn't just fall. And yeah. then... It hit, hit the front door, you know? Yeah. But then, like, why would anyone... What, like, like I, I can't think of a single reason why a ghost would do that. Neither can I. And I'm not even saying what it was. I, I just... Yeah. It happened. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, that, no that's fair enough. But, like, my my point is, let's assume that everything you said is right. Like, like I, I'm... Mm. I'm Sit beside you, agreeing with you, hundred percent. Like, that, that, so, like that's what uh, Bill Burr, Mark. Bill, Bill Burr says that he's like, he's like, if I was a ghost, he said, do you think, uh, like, what would I be doing if I was a ghost? I'd be walking around doing ghost things. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be in a, some fucking boiler room in some mansion from the 1800s, hoping somebody comes in so I can go. Ooh, do you know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd be off living my best ghost life. Mm. <laughs> that's what I said on the podcast with Terence when I was talking to him, and I was afraid of like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Freddy Krueger is in my room, you know. Because I watched Nightmare Down Street the night before. I'm like, number one, why, why wasn't he in my room all the Fire. other nights? And uh, you haven't two, seen it yet. And number two, is Freddy Krueger sitting up in my room waiting for hours and hours and hours until I do or don't decide to go up at any given time? Idiot. To, to get me then. That's not happening. It's just not happening, mm. you know? I know, yeah. So I thought after I saw, um, after I saw, I know what you did last summer. You know, remember that movie and your man with the, with, with the fisherman's outfit and the hat and the, the hook for a hand. I, I saw that in, in Tracy's house, our sister again, in my sister Tracy's house in, in Auburn Heights. I was babysitting and I saw that movie. Sorry, I wasn't babysitting, but I was staying out there and I saw that movie and I went to bed that night like. And the room was dark and I could see the orange street, like the orange street light shining in onto the wall. And I swear to God, like for a split second, I thought I saw like an arm with a hook, like like just like oh, like a fucking heart attack. But it just it was just my mind playing tricks on me, you know, because I'd just seen that movie, and I saw something, and whatever way my mind meshed it all together, it said this is fucking it now. And I, I there's no doubt about it. I saw it, like, but I didn't see it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's just very hard to explain. Yeah, so the mind is funny, you know. The mind is very very funny, like you know, like even like if if getting off the supernatural and stuff like that. Like it, even if, if someone thinks that uh, they're being done wrong by say there's a group of friends of four friends and one person thinks they've been done wrong. But then they'll start looking at every decision that the other three make as something like against them, you know, they're wanting to play, but, yeah, but yeah. yet they're doing everything they've done for the last 20 years when you've been friends, but now they're cunts. Yeah. 
all of a sudden, I know, yeah. You know? Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. That happens a lot, definitely. Sure, look, we'll, be, we'll be leave it there for uh, another uh, informative, thought-worthy, uh, guru, epic podcast another from the jam, two brothers. Another jam-packed, hour-long knowledge-a-ton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It's funny, like, with, with, with a podcast like this, when I'm putting out the thumbnail on, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram, like, what do I even write down? Like, oh, today's podcast is about, oh, <laughs> where do you start? No, I so, see, I see. You, 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 you've gotten creative with, with the thumbnails in the last while, you know? Not in the last while. You've, they've always been creative, but they're they're better now. The way they're set up, they're more, like, they're organized and better, and then the pictures are there. Like, it, it looks like a, like a company is doing it, you know? Yeah. Rather than just like a a person, a muggins, a muggins. Yeah, you can say that again. Uh, if you if you've listened to all this podcast to the end, thank you very much. Um, you might give it an old share. Um, as I say, it's going to be hard to write down what this like. What do I hashtag on Instagram? Hashtag Freddy to- Krueger. Hashtag Kanchita out of your vision. Uh, hashtag Chinese Spy balloon. Spy balloon. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Harry Potter three and a half long play. I know, yeah. I know. There's lots. There's a lot there. I, I was. I, I listened to the first two or three minutes actually of you and Terence, and I got a mention. I was. I was on cloud nine when you said. Uh, Did you? I know. You said to Terence that he's the second most person that's been ever on the show after my brother James. Oh yeah, that's I right. Yeah. It, I turned it straight off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I, I wasn't listening to it, but I, I just heard. I overheard that part. You know. Yeah. I was on cloud nine. I was smitten for the whole day. So I was oh, going around swooning, putting your leg up like, who's sailor? I'm telling you. I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. All right. All catch right, you so later. If you want to send an email, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. We'll have another podcast soon. The next few will be audio. I'll have a, a couple of solo ones coming out. I'm looking forward to doing them. Um, a couple of things I want to chat about. And if I get a guest again and I on, if I'm on YouTube, I'll let you know. Incidentally, I should have said this. My last video that went up on YouTube was the 300th video that went up on YouTube. Between all the fluting around with the Clockwork Junkie podcast and different clips and everything else, the last one was the 300 clip. So you have 220 odd episodes, but 300 clips. So what are them them 80 clips about? Uh, It it would have been 266 podcasts. Some of them are uh, taught of the day. Some of them are other little ones, shorter little ones. Some of them, there's like 15 bonus ones where I had, for example, 150 and 151 done and all the scheduling was up and I couldn't change it. And someone came in the meantime, only a short space of time. So I'd call it a bonus one and put it up and about Becky, 15 of them. Um, no, that, that was a different channel. That was a different okay. thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 300. Um, that's, I, I'm, can't believe that, you know, um, I remember you when you'd none when you'd none up at all. Yeah. And uh not a day better. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. all the best. Thanks guys. Bye, Thanks, James. Bye bye. Thanks, Mark. Good luck.